If you've been looking for someone that talks about youth sports in the DMV, from basketball to football, volleyball, soccer, lacrosse, baseball, and softball, you've found it. We are the authority. We are the authority. This is the AC Sports Report. There's a thriving community of youth sports in the DMV, and we cover it all. From interviews to game reports to player scouting, public and private schools, and we even cover the college recruiting process. This is the AC Sports Report, and here's your host, John Miller. Coach Patrick Scary, thanks for being on the show. My pleasure. Happy to be here. This place is a little tricky to find, huh? <laughs> we found it. It's good. It's good hidden, but it's beautiful. It's it's the man cave, the 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 place where we can come talk sports. I don't want to exclude it to men though, because I've had women in here too. So they're a lot smarter. So that's a, that's a good move on your I, part. I, you know what? I've never had a woman ask for directions. They always find the place. It's nope. us guys that struggle. Yep. No shocker there. <laughs> <laughs> so as you know, the podcast is about youth sports, and by the time they're in college. Uh, it's probably not youth sports anymore. I, I would call it adult. It's men's basketball and women's basketball, not girls and boys. But I invited you because there are a lot of youth that are probably looking at Towson and thinking, wow, there's so many questions I wish I could ask Coach Scary. So that's kind of what I was hoping to do today. Is that okay? Please, fire away. Hopefully we can, we can help. So big question to start off with. Did you play high school sports? I sure did. I played, um, I, was a, I went to two high schools, Boston College High School, um, it's a great academic school just south of Boston. It was a really, really long commute. I used to say I'd tell them I had to take uh, two buses and two trains to get there. And then I um, went my last three years to Malden Catholic High School, which was a lot closer to home. Um, I was cut from my freshman team, um, freshman year. I, I, uh, w- whether I felt it was right or not right, I was cut from it, and then... Um, uh, that had a big decision to be transferring, and we were, we're in the same league, Malden Catholic BC High. I did uh, make varsity and started my sophomore year. I think I learned how to work. One of the best lessons I've ever had was being cut. I used to take the train home and buses home every day, do all my schoolwork, and then up at Medford High School, which is where I was from, men would play every night from about 6 to 9 every night pickup, and I'd be there by 5.30 so I could get in the first game, and I'd stay to the last game. And I got a lot better than I would have been playing on my freshman team. So I'm forever thankful for that. I learned how to compete and I learned how to work. So that coach did you a favor? He did. I still, uh, I still remember the coach, and I appreciate him uh, him doing that a long time ago. And that was at uh, Boston College High School. Yep, Oof, probably eighty forty five, right around there. All right, we yeah. won't we won't talk about any ages <laughs> on this podcast. And then you went to Malden Catholic. Yes. And you played there for three years? Played there for three years. Great guy. It was being a college coach at one point, Dennis McHugh. He was a good man. Awesome. What position did you play, coach? I was a point guard. I'm never much of a shooter, um, pretty good defensively, and knew how to take care of the ball. How tall are you? 5'9". Five 5'9". Nine. Five nine. Five nine. Hold yeah. on. A 5'9 point guard. Did you play in college? I did. I played at Tufts University. Oh, I was my nice. alma mater. I... Uh, had a very good career there, playing for Bob Sheldon, uh, who just recently retired after about 30 years. Um, and when I finished playing, I was telling my, uh, give my son, my oldest son, a hard time. I was second all time in assists per game in Division Three. So I 
That was my forte. Pass, Distribute the ball. Passing the ball, yeah. Making someone else look good. Hopefully. Yeah, they have some guys who can make some shots, so they got to be pretty good too. It works hand in hand. The quarterback throws it. Someone's got to catch it too. So was there a process back? I mean, I, I talk to people a lot, and they talk about back in the day it was different. You know what I mean? Things were different. So was there a process? I mean, did you have scouts or recruiters coming out to uh, Malden Catholic to look at you at Tufts, or did you have to, like, were you, did your, your, your friend, your relative, your, your parent have an old camera with the big VCR tapes? And were a, you- lot, a lot different than it is today. You know, uh, today there's the big explosion of AAU ba- basketball or club sports. I saw a time back when, when I tried out for AAU, I thought I was getting pretty good going into my senior year. So I tried out for AAU, and I was cut from the one team they had in Boston in about 20 minutes. The guards were a guy at Providence, Rutgers, Villanova, and Boston College. That was the backcourt. So uh, it, it's a lot different. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I wanted to be a Division II player. Um, did get recruited my senior year. Uh, I was fortunate my um, – Mom uh, worked at a grad program at Tufts University, nice. so uh, when I was accepted there, uh, my dad told me I could go to any school I wanted in the country. I could also pay my own way to go anywhere. <laughs> I could uh, right. go tuition-free to Tufts, so I was, I'm, I'm, ha- I'm happy I did that. I think that helped me get my coaching career off off the ground as, uh, and, and being in a diverse and challenging academic environment. I was appreciative for that opportunity. And Tufts is Division... Tufts is Division three school. It's in the, they call it the NESCAC, the New England Small College Athletic Conference. A lot of great academic schools like Williams, Amherst, Trinity, Tufts, Bowdoin, Bates, Colby. So uh, high-level Division three basketball. And uh, yeah, you know what? I, uh, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the opportunity to be able to, you know, average 35, 36 minutes a game. Nice. Um, I don't know if that would have been the sharpest way to become a Division one coach, I think maybe uh, being a walk-on or something like that at Division One level might have been a cleaner path. But you know, we all have different journeys to get there. So we got Division One, Division Two, and Division Three, and one of the big differences is the amount of scholarship money that can be offered to players. So D three, there's no athletic scholarships going to the students. It's all academic they money or, or need based. Uh, Division twos are different. You know, some have, some can have uh, in basketball, some can have up to ten scholarships. Some are. Uh, an allotment of of, of money. Um, I worked one year as a Division II assistant at Stonehill College, a great great ac- uh, academic and basketball school. We we had full scholarships. Um, and then Division One at our level, if you're a Division One, one of the things that qualifies you to be Division One in sports is you have to be full scholarships in men's and women's basketball, and then give out X amount of dollars in athletic aid in your other sports. So. Um, for instance, we're locally like you know lacrosse around here is the best hotbed in in in, in the world. Absolutely. And but like lacrosse, most lacrosse programs have like forty something kids. I think there's like the maximum amount of scholarships is like twelve and a half. So you might have a couple kids that are full scholarships, and then you know it gets played around with from there. One of the nice things about our sport is they're either on scholarship or they're not. So there's no that middle ground, right. uh, half scholarships, right, all, all right. that type of stuff. So that makes it a little bit easier from from our end, coaching-wise. Keeps that level of complication out of the picture. Yep. All right, so you played at Tufts four years? Yep, four years there. And um, here's a question you probably don't get. What was your major, academic major? At I was a psychology major, which oh. has served me very well over the years. Yep. Get, getting those players' heads. Yep, I was serving me very well, psychology major, yep. Nice. <laughs> and then you, um, after Tufts, you started coaching. I did. I was, you know, I always worked basketball camps, you know, nine to 12 weeks every summer and played in leagues and all that stuff. And, you know, I just, I love, you know, love basketball. And uh, when it ended, I 
found out I needed a job. I wasn't going to go to the NBA. They already had John Stockton, and I was a little behind him. And um, there's still time. Yeah, yeah, we're still hoping. Everybody's listening. <laughs> but they uh, so it's a, a, a kind of an interesting story. My mom got me a job at an international educational firm um, up in up in Harvard. I think it was EF. I forget the last name of the place. So I worked Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. My parents uh, were divorced. My dad had taken my brothers away for the weekend in New Hampshire, and on. My way to work on Friday, I just, I said it wasn't for me. I called in. I told them I was retiring. I played a lottery ticket. I won $473. As a sign. I thought I was ready to retire. <laughs> um, I showed up in New Hampshire where my brothers and my dad were. My father woke up and said, I thought you were going to last in a month. I knew you weren't going to last, but I thought you were made a month. And then um, I found a $473 doesn't carry you that far. And the fall came around, and I needed to... I tried on a couple coaching jobs, and anyhow, um, the guy played for Bob Sheldon, hired me at Tufts as a volunteer. He gave me $300 to coach my first year, and I was a uh, substitute teacher. I got my refereeing license in basketball, soccer, did that for high school leagues. Uh, I got my bartending license, um, and I just tried to survive for the year, and I loved it. I was hooked, and then my uh, second thirty, I became a, the graduate assistant there. So I worked in the equipment room and the fitness center, and took classes, working on my masters, and um, maybe as good a job, a fun a job as I've ever had. So, what's your masters in? Education. Okay, good combination: psychology and education. Good for a head coach. We hope. <laughs> I noticed online that you're, you've paid a lot of attention to the students' academic success as well as their athletic success. And there's lots of ways for the colleges to be measured and graded on how well the students are doing. And I think there's one, the GSR. So that's the graduation um, rates. Um, and and that, that's a – first of all, the, the credit for our academic success goes to um, our athletic department – my athletic director. Takes a village. Tim, yeah, my Jeff Gordon, Miranda Scott. I've had other great learning specialists and, 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 and committed student-athletes. We, we put a plan together. I always say, we're going to put you on a roadmap uh, to help you form good habits. If, as long as you stay on the road, we'll get you there, right? If you, if you get off the road and get diverted, sometimes you run out of gas and, and you might not make it to the end of the road. Right. But, so it's a, none of that credit goes to me, but we, we – at our level, what's the tricky one is they call it APR, academic performance rate, and that's what you get measured on. And that's a tricky one because um, when we got to Towson, we inherited a postseason ban because of um, uh, subpar academic performance, um, which I think falls on everyone, not just the, the basketball coach or the basketball program. It's every, everyone's responsible for that. And then we took great pride, and, and four or five years later, we, we were top 10% in the country in academic performance rate. Now... That's all going to a change right now, not to divert because of all these transfer rules and kids can leave right away. And, and so hopefully they, um, it, it, academic performance is huge, uh, but I think it also has to be factored in kids' choices. If they want to stay, they want to go. How, does that, how do you penalize programs for all that? So that, some of that's being worked out at the national NCAA level right now. Interesting. So uh, one of the things that is probably going on is you're probably being asked about, hey, there's this player. You got uh, scouts calling you up and say, hey, here's this kid. Uh, take a look at this kid. The, the recruiting process at Towson, I imagine it's different at Towson than it either was or is at Tufts, and probably different still than some of the names that you hear, the big, you know, the Dukes, the North Carolinas. So every school is a little Every school is a little different. Everyone's selling a different product. Um, we're closer to the Dukes than the Tufts. I mean, when we travel in July is a big recruiting time frame where – 
sitting at games with Duke, Kentucky. That's just, uh, you know, especially on some of the high-level Nike, Under Armour, Adidas, sneaker circuits, some of the kids on those teams could be ninth, tenth man, and they end up being really good players. We have a we have a guy, Charles Thompson, who's like my favorite guy in our team, and um, he'll be an all-conference player this year, and he he played for a great AU program, Nike team takeover out of D.C., and uh, you know, we took him, people like, he, he never played for them. I'm like, well, yeah, their center, the other two guys up front went to North Carolina and Michigan, and both going to play in the NBA. So I love Charles, uh, you know, love him. Love All right. Him. Love him the second I saw him. But, you know, sometimes, so you're evaluating that versus level of competition, trying to project guys. There's no exact science to that. Um, yes, you get calls. We subscribe to recruiting services. Um, you know, I, I'd say we try to recruit a lot regionally from – Richmond to, you know, New Jersey early and then laid a lot as transfers or junior college. It's it's a potpourri. Recruiting is like this. You, you're looking for talent. Um, we're looking for toughness. And then the most important one and probably the hardest to evaluate is, is, is character. And sometimes you don't know that till you have a guy every day. It's not easy being away from home as a student and especially if you're used to being kind of the big fish and if it doesn't go well for you and you got to eat you get clash, you get study table, you get lifting, you get extra shooting, you get treatments. It's 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 a job for these guys. So that's a great segue, Coach. I think I could have uh, asked you to do that because my next question is, tell me about the, the daily routine of, yep. of a D1 college basketball player at Towson because it's going to be different than the guy at Tufts. Absolutely. And like you said, it's probably similar to Duke, North Carolina, and those kind of schools. I would imagine, like I said, I haven't coached at those places, but I, I know for us it's, it's about forming habits, and that's how guys' talents are able to shine through when they form good habits. So one of the ways to form good habits is we is to provide a routine and really try to dominate their day. Um, so they get up, have breakfast, and they're going to have classes and or study table, you know, from 8 to noon um, daily. And then we're usually in the weight room uh, 12.30, and then we're on the court 1.30 for practice. Oh, wow. So we have a 1.30, 4.30 block. And then guys after that are treatments, uh, eating. You know, we have, like, prepackaged meals and nice. stuff for them. And, and and then sometimes guys have night classes and or tutoring. And then, you know, I'm not going to tell you with having 13 guys on scholarship that 13 guys come back to shoot every night. We have, we have guys that – come back to work out at night and on between, their own yeah they swipe in and we have those shooting machines set up and so it's um it is a grind same thing in the summer like they're, they're there for eight to ten weeks in the summer um we have a little less access to them but they're still getting after it and then one thing we do in the summer that they like is we kind of grind them all week we lift at friday morning at 6 a.m because there's no classes and then we tell them you're free till monday oh hello yeah try to get that it, it's it's you know, I would say the, a Division One men's basketball player, it's, uh, they're not living a – now, they're giving a lot, but they're not living a normal uh, normal existence. So, you know, taking care of your body and sleeping and time management and, and a lot of that stuff um, is, is huge because for us to get the elite-level guy, a lot of times it is the development of them. And, you know, uh, also on the other side, if a guy is struggling, a lot of times it comes back to their habits. Do they sleep? Do they eat? What are they doing when... When they're not they're, on the court, when they're not yep. in front of the trainer, when they're... Yep. You know, like a common one for freshmen is they tell you they have a headache at practice. Did you eat? Uh, well, I didn't have time. Yeah. And, 
yeah, yeah, no, yeah, you, yeah. You, you need to make, make Did you time. go to bed on time? Right. You Did need you to stay up time. playing PS5? Yeah. So it is, I, one thing I would tell parents that are listening or kids, it, it, it is a job. I, I want, you know, look, we're paid to win games and we're paid to graduate guys and we're fortunate that the relationships we get to develop and the kids we get to come, it's not a four-year relationship, it becomes a 40-year relationship. So that's the great piece about the job. But it's a job. It's room, board, tuition, books, fees. I mean, it's a, it's a job. It's it's a good paying job. Yep. So a college a lot, education isn't yep. cheap. A lot's expected of them. And Towson is a good school. It's a great school academically. We have a great president, President Schatzel, and our profile has really risen dramatically over the last few years. And I live in Towson's backyard. And I've seen the growth and development, and I love being that close to the yeah, it's, university. It's great. The stuff we're building is unbelievable. It's a great school. I didn't want to go too far into the current events of this season because a lot of people have seen that, but I, I am going to drift a little bit that there. This is your 11th yes. season at Towson. Can you give us a, a preview of what we should expect? I know you get your first game on November 9th, yep. and you're going to Albany. Yep, we're up at Albany, so they're all they're all 50-50 games at this level, uh, especially on the road. Uh, yeah, you know what? Um, I – I love our guys. Uh, told this to people I'm friends with. I think this is my, I don't know, 28th or 30th year of coaching here, remember? But it's the nicest group of young men I've ever coached, um, or as nice as any group. So I'm really appreciative of that, especially coming off of what I think was the hardest year in sports uh, last year. So I'm really appreciative of the kids um, and, and the staff and the people around us so that we just be able to get back to some normalcy. You know, what does that mean come March? I hope something really good, but, you know, it's a process. We've got to continue just to get better every day. We don't ever talk about how many games we want to win. Or I think everyone knows what the goal is. Uh, if you don't form the right habits and get better, then you're not going to be in a position to get there. And then if you are in a position to get there, you got to have a little bit of good fortune too. Yeah, that's good. So I didn't play college basketball or college sports at all. Please don't hold that against me. I will not. <laughs> Thank you. Um, traveling to Albany, team bus? So we'll fly up there. Um, on uh, the day before the game, and then we, we will bus back after the game. Oh, um, interesting. Just because, yeah, you know what? I, I don't mind traveling back after games because of, uh, first of all, I don't go to sleep right away. Um, you know, it's, uh, a little hyped up. Yep. Now, we'd like to, if anyone's listening, stop providing us with some charter flights. That would really be helpful. So, um, you know, I'm sure my information's online that we could get that. But it's us. not it's not a cheese wagon, right? You're not riding a yellow school bus back. You at least no, get like a no, coach. no, no, no. It's a nice coach. Sometimes we take these they call it these really nice sleeper buses. Ooh. So there's like beds in the top. Nice extra long beds, I guess. Yeah, we got longer guys. Because you got some guys up around seven foot, don't you? We do. We have some uh, big, strong guys that uh, take up a lot more room than I do. <laughs> Question: at Thanksgiving, you got a tournament. We do. It's uh, yeah. It's hard for like like I said. Our guys usually get off three four days at Christmas. Not not at Thanksgiving normally. Um, we're playing out in Las Vegas. Both games are on um, Fox Sports One. Um, very good teams starting with San Francisco and it's a UAB in New Mexico. But yeah, we try to schedule a uh, aggressive non conference schedule. I just believe that gets us ready for the the rigors of CAA play. And your first conference game is probably the thirty first. Oh, thirty yep. first. Yep. Okay, home against uh, will be good. Uh, James Madison team. Yep. Uh oh, the Dukes. The Dukes. The Dukes. Nice, Coach. I want to thank you so much for stopping by. And it was a little tricky to find, but I appreciate you coming down. If there was a, a, a high school player or parent uh, thinking about playing in college, 
not, you know, um, they were probably on your radar already. They're probably on several coaches' radar if, if they've been kind of pre-picked. But there's, there's always some kid that came out of the blue maybe you didn't see coming. What, do you have any advice for that kid? Is there, if there's one thing he's, he or she is going into their senior year in high school, what, you know, what, what should they focus on? That, yeah, that's a great, um, really great question. I have a son that's a, you know, lost his year last year and is, uh, loves basketball and getting a lot better, a junior in high school, so we'll see what that happens. But I think uh, being around some of that this offseason and some parents not even knowing who I was or how the whole thing works, I, one, I'd say listen to your coaches, your high school coaches. Be, be patient. Uh, not that – um, AU stuff is good and workouts and all that, but um, ultimately the school you end up at is probably the most likely the level you should be at or be recruited at initially. Doesn't mean you can't keep getting better from there. I think um, a lot of the market or in kids and parents' minds are saturated with social media and posting pictures. And at the end of the day, that ain't getting you a scholarship. That might get your name out there, but people are going to do their to do diligence. So I'd also say sometimes it is a process just like becoming a better player. And, you know, you, you gotta, you have to have some patience. You've got to honor that, that process. I'm more and more amazed at the amount of people that want to say they, you know, they're blessed to have 13 offers. Or I think you're fortunate to have that if, if those are in fact offers and, and, and all that stuff. So I think sometimes we get caught up on just putting all that out there and, and instead of just buckling down on are you handling your schoolwork, are you being a good person, are you working at your game in order to get better because wherever you end up, that's only part of it. You've got to keep getting better from there in order to to have success and, and remain there. It sounds like you're telling the kids they should start building good habits. Yeah, that's a good way to paraphrase. <laughs> I think I heard it somewhere. <laughs> Coach, thanks again. Appreciate you. You've been listening to the AC Sports Report. As you know, there's a massive scene of youth sports in the DMV, and it's our passion to cover it all. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had fun. Make sure to like, rate, and review, and we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at www.alstoncarlisle.com. Till next time, this has been the AC Sports Report.